0: Do your kids want more Mystery Kids episodes? Are you sick of the same ones playing every single day? Well, we have the perfect place for you. Head over to become a Patreon today. For $5 a month, you'll get two more bonus episodes, plus episodes that are already in Patreon. Episodes like The Deepest Hole on Earth, The Great Emu War in Australia of 1932 the bombing of Hawaii's volcano, the dancing plague, the Ohio grassman, and some animal fact episodes about the pangolin, the i,i, the axolotl, and the taipan, plus much, much more. This makes a wonderful birthday present for your kids and gives you way more to talk about as a family, which is the whole point of the Mystery Kids podcast. So for $5 a month, you can get two more bonus episodes plus all the past episodes. To become a patron, go to patreon, P A T R E O N dot com backslash Mystery Kids Pod and sign up today. Thank you so much for your support. On today's episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast, we'll be talking about the treasure at Superstition Mountain. Welcome to the Mystery Kids Podcast. today's episode was given to us by one of our newest patrons. Thank you so much for this wonderful idea, Ollie Mae. She is an eight-year-old and in third grade, and so she wanted us to talk about Superstition Mountain. Love this request, and thank you so much for supporting our podcast. Right after the gold rush in the 1800s, this German prospector named Jacob Waltz reported showing up in Phoenix with a lot of gold ore. And when I say like a lot of gold, I mean like a lot of gold. He said that it came from a secret mine in the Superstition Mountains. Some think this mine was first excavated by Mexico's Peralta family, but then it became taken over by the Apaches or it was just simply abandoned. What's most important, though, is that Waltz would never reveal the mine's location, but gave it the namesake of Dutchman or Deutsch, which is a German man. He died in 1891 without ever telling anyone where this gold was. Back when he found the gold, he was living in Phoenix and rep- lived on this land that was owned by a woman named Julia Thomas, who was a local bakery owner. They were super friendly, and he started giving her little hints about where the mine's location might be. When Waltz ended up dying, this, this 29-year-old woman named Julia, she ended up selling her bakery, but they got a group together, and they went to go search for this mine, Quite funny and kind of sad, but her and the search team, they actually passed over two enormous gold mines on their search for the lost Dutchman mine, which is what they ended up calling the mine after the man who had supposedly found it, the lost Dutchman mine. So they found those, they didn't find those two mines that they actually passed. They didn't find the lost Dutchman mine. And so it was actually a failed expedition. So Julia Thomas had this great idea. She started selling maps that she claimed would lead people to the mine. But the problem was, Julia had never figured out where the mine was, so they were all fakes. So only four years after Jacob Waltz passed away, there were so many rumors and different stories that it made the San Francisco Chronicle, which was a newspaper. And in this story of the San Francisco Chronicle, they actually talked about some hints of the mine's location. So some of the hints were, it was near an 1,000-foot-tall tower, and it's near a cabin in a cave. That was all that the clues that they had, and it was enough for this man named Adolf Ruth to just dive on in and go find this buried treasure. So Adolph Ruth, he was an amateur prospector, which means that he he wanted to go search for gold. He had never found it, but he had been looking for gold for years. Me too, I understand. So he and his son had searched this California's Borrego Desert for gold, but they never found any. So Ruth actually, he ended up injuring his leg so severely in the process that he developed a lifelong limp. And then his son, who was working in Mexico, found a map that might lead to an Arizona gold mine. And Ruth, he was so excited. They could not wait to go look for this lost treasure. So at 66, he went to Superstition Mountain all alone. Over the objection of his family and his son, he just decided, I'm gonna go to this mountain and look for this treasure all by myself. And he disappeared. Well, in 1932, Campers were around Arizona Salt River when they found a note in a bottle. It was bobbing around in this Arizona Salt River. And according to this message in a bottle, it read, I'm sitting under a tree in a creek with a leg broke. I gotta have help quick. Finder of this note, please give it to Howard Peterson. P.S. I have found the lost Dutchman. Signed, Ruth. According to this message in a bottle in the Salt River, he had found the lost Dutchman treasure, but this was, what, 30 plus years after he had gone looking for it. His body and the supplies were actually found in the mountains, and the mine, of course, was not found, though the area near his corpse was intensively searched, and a medical examiner ended up ruling that Ruth had died of natural causes, the broken leg, plus he ended up starving. But some maintain that he was murdered because he knew way too much about the legendary mind. So, is that true or false? There's actually another story, or two stories that actually connect together of members of the Apache tribe who are said to have had a very rich gold mine located in the Superstition Mountains. There was the famed Apache named Geronimo who's sometimes mentioned in relation to this story. Then the family of a man named Miguel Peralta discovered the mine and began mining the gold there, only to be attacked by the Apaches in about 1850 in the supposed Peralta Massacre. Then years later, a man called Dr. Thorne treats an ailing or wounded Apache and is rewarded by them giving him a trip to the rich gold mine. So he is blindfolded and kind of taken in circles and he's allowed to go to this rich gold mine, and he's allowed to take as much gold ore as he can carry before being escorted, blindfolded by the site that the Apaches had taken him to. But Thorne is said to be either unwilling or unable to relocate where he went to the mine. They don't believe that these stories are true, though. They say that the Peralta story and the legend is actually made up by writers. Yes, there was a family called the Peralta family, and they did have a mine that was quite profitable that earned about $35,000 in less than one year. But this was in California, not in Arizona. And the story of Dr. Thorne is that there actually was a doctor that was a doctor in New Mexico in the 1860s. And Thorne had said that he was taken captive by the Navajos. And during that time, he actually found a rich gold vein. But they were never able to figure out if this story was true but again this was in a whole different state so during that time it's very different than today where you have social media and news reports the stories because they were usually just told verbally instead of written down they were getting mixed into other stories In fact, if you go all the way back to episode eight of the Mystery Kids podcast, we talked about Victoria Peak treasure, which is kind of similar to this story, except that there was a lot more to show that this was actually a real treasure. So this was this one was actually in New Mexico. So head back to episode eight and take a listen. If you haven't listened to that episode, I actually found some differing information about Ruth. Okay, so this is what happens when you, I'm starting to dig into this and to research this. And so I had learned about Adolf Ruth, and that he had read one of that new, the newspaper chronicles back in the 1800s, about I think it was 1896, or somewhere around there. And then he went, and then they found that message in a bottle. Well, actually, in the research, he didn't leave until June of 1931. So much later than other stories talk about. So his body was actually found in December of 1931. They also, when they found the body, found his checkbook, which had a note written by Ruth where he claimed to discover the mine and he gave detailed directions to get to the mine. So they also did find his head actually did have two bullet holes in the skull. Um, So that is why they had a story that he actually did find the mine and that someone was trying to keep him quiet about it. Now, this story about the message in a bottle, it sounds like it was another story that people made up. They actually shared a lot about Adolf Ruth's deaths in newspapers because it was the time of the Great Depression and there wasn't great news or anything to kind of keep people's mind off of the Great Depression. So they ran a lot of stories about Adolf Ruth at the time. So maybe the story about the message in the bottle came from them trying to run many stories and keep kind of the excitement of this lost Dutchman mind up. Still today, people are looking for the Lost Dutchman Mine, and according to one estimate, about 9,000 people annually make some effort to locate the Lost Dutchman's Mine. What do you think of the story of the Lost Dutchman's Mine? Do you think it's all just legend, or do you think there's some truth to it? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you could do us a favor, they now have ratings on Spotify. So if you could go ahead and give us five stars, that would be amazing. And if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, we would love to hear from you. Don't forget, if you're a Patreon, you now get two bonus episodes a month. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Mystery Kids Podcast. Thanks for listening.